0: Talk with Grace Redman features conversations with fierce and fabulous people from Grace's community and circle who inspire others with their stories of overcoming challenges to create amazing. Grace is an entrepreneur and success coach who works with individuals to diminish their negative mental chatter, boost their confidence, achieve their goals, and increase their prosperity mindset. Get ready for a series of anything goes conversations with remarkable
1: men and women that will get you jazzed for life's unlimited possibilities of success, freedom, and fun. Welcome to Real Talk with Grace Redmond. I am Grace Redmond, and thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Real Talk, where I have the privilege and pleasure to have a real life, raw conversations with incredible people from my circles and communities who have overcome challenges and created amazing. Today, I have a fun and incredible guest with me, Rebecca Wiener McGregor. Rebecca is an amplifier of love, catalyst for breakthroughs, and author of the beloved book, Loving Her. 10 loving standards to call forward the wealth woman inside you. She shares her gifts as a transformational hypnotist and money mindset coach, committed to helping overworking and overgiving visionaries release old blocks, traumas, and hidden fears to find a deeper sense of self-worth and determination to live life on their own terms while being fulfilled, well-paid, and having loads of fun. And I am going to welcome Rebecca right now.
0: Well, welcome, girl. <laughs> I'm so happy. I get excited even hearing like have, being, having fun, yes. being fulfilled, and being well-paid. Like, yes. I'm happy to think about
1: that. Yes. How yes. are you? I mean, I'm fantastic because I'm excited to have you. Like I'm beside myself because those are the things that like I live by. I think you and I have a very similar philosophy to life and how we coach. So I'm so excited to have you here today with us.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. My pleasure.
1: I know. I mean, we've connected um, in the past and then we just kind of went on. We feel like, you know, we've known each other for so long because of the similarities we have. And I'm always so intrigued by people's stories. And one of the things that um, I'm so intrigued about is what made you step into this, you know, coaching career, you know, 18 Mm -hmm. years ago. I would love to hear that story.
0: If you could share that with us it's, it's, it's part of my, it's part of my healing story. Mm. Of course. Right. It's, it's a long and winding road to get to that point, but I'll tell you that at the time I was dealing with social anxiety, I was hiding from my life. Mm. I was in an unfulfilling relationship. I was hiding in that relationship. I was hiding from real love in that relationship. Mm. I was not fulfilled and a friend of mine at at work at, we both worked at this place. I did not like my job, but I, I believe I was brought to that job so I could meet that friend and he watched a movie about hypnosis one night, came back to work the next day, said, I think this would be great for you. What do you think about this? And um, I said, I, there were like two paragraphs in a psych book, you know, when I was in college. So not, Nobody talked about hypnosis when we were working on our psychology degrees. No, they, they thought it was a Exactly, exactly. So he said, I, I think we should do this. And I had in my head, you know, we go into business together. we do all the things, right? But he was meant to say to me, let's do this, you know, spur me on. And it was at that time when um, I was not saying yes to very much mm. that I said when he said, Do you want to go to take the classes with me? And I said, sure. (laughs) And that sure changed everything for me. Yep. You know, amazing.
1: I'm I'm a little bit like uh, stunned right now because that story sounds very similar to mine.
0: Really? Yes.
1: The hypnosis um, changed my life. Mm -hmm. And pre. Well, I went back to get certified and same thing. They said, Well, why don't you come to this hypnosis class? And I was like, No, that's like quack. And people in my community will think I'm crazy and I mm-hmm. I, I won't be able to offer it because then they'll think, you know, they'll think I'm a quack. Right. But there was a voice inside me that said, you know, go take the classes. So I went mm-hmm. and took the hypnosis classes like you did. And those classes and the hypnosis changed my life and it took me in a yeah. deeper part of my healing.
0: Oh, absolutely. What a, what a gift, right?
1: What a gift, what a gift. And so it changed, you know, so much for me in a small period of time. Can Mm -hmm. you tell us a little bit about you? Like, how did it, how did the hypnosis help you um,
0: shift and change? Absolutely. And you, you nailed it. So much change in a very short amount of time. It's the number one thing I love about hypnosis is that it's swift You don't have to wait for years to have a breakthrough usually happens in the first session. For me, I walked into those sessions scared as heck. I was, I knew that we were going to, you know, learn the techniques that we'd been working on for months before we got to the residency and we were going to be um, hypnotist and client training back and forth. Mm -hmm. So I was going to have to be really vulnerable and I was going to have to be open. And during that time, I completely dissolved the anxiety that I was feeling, that social anxiety. I have not felt it since 18 years later.
1: Wow, well, that's amazing. And, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I can say the same thing after my first, you know, session with my own coach. I walked out of there feeling like a different person. Yeah. And there was still a tremendous amount of healing to be done from that point, but that mm-hmm. shift I felt I was doing self development since I was 15
0: years old. Oh, sure. You, you know, were way and- ahead of the game.
1: But, you know, Tony Robbins, but it wasn't until I had that first hypnosis session that that I felt the shift,
0: Mm.
1: which, which, you know, we can take that on to, you know, so many different levels. One thing also that I love about what you teach is I love your podcast. Thank you. And you had me at your podcast name, Fear is a Mother Effer. (laughs) I was like, I have to connect with Rebecca because yes, fear is a Mother Effer.
0: But it's not the enemy. No. Not the enemy.
1: But we we feel like it's the enemy. And you're right. It keeps, it holds us back from from all of those things that we want in our life. And we don't even realize
0: it. Right. It's when we start paying attention to it that we can start changing everything. Instead of fighting with it, notice it, pay attention to it.
1: So how can we pay attention to it? What's one way we can pay attention to it?
0: Okay, So this is the, this is kind of the hard part because what I'm going to ask you to do is actually not try to push the fear away, but listen to it. Mm. When the fear comes, it is a compass. It is leading you to the edge of your comfort zone. It's leading you to the place where you have a limiting belief, something that you don't believe that you can do or have or be in your life. And that fear is going to get all riled up and get all excited and feel, you know, you're going to feel tension in your body. You're going to feel like you can't catch your breath or, you know, um, your mind's going to race with all sorts of thoughts. And you're going to want to shut that feeling down. Like most of us want to shut that down, distract, escape, Mm -hmm. take a drink, go Mm -hmm. call a friend, get on TikTok, whatever it is that we want to do to avoid that feeling. The coping, Yes, all those coping actions. And when we actually pay attention to that feeling, it won't stay around a very long time, as you know. And we can ask it, you know, what is it that you're actually worried about right now? What is it that you're actually scared of right now? And when you, it's like all of those emotions and those parts of you can be at the table and mm-hmm. you're at the table and you can just kind of pause and lean back and notice how those parts of you are feeling. Notice where that anxiety, that fear, that panic is coming from, that self-doubt, that um, self-sabotage, whatever it is. And when you start to even pay attention to how it feels in your body, then you know what's happening Mm -hmm. because often we're afraid of the fear. So we have fear of the fear happening we want to make it go away because we don't know what's going to happen if we really let it, if we really let go of it, if we really let go and see where it goes. But if we start to notice, we can actually mine for data here, right? Mm, we can, I love that. Yeah, like this, the fear feeling is not comfortable, but we don't grow from comfort. That's right. We grow from those moments that are really uncomfortable. That's so true. So when we feel that little bit of discomfort, like kind of almost lean back and notice what's happening inside me. What are my feelings? What are the thoughts? What kind of thoughts do I have when this feeling is in my body? Mm -hmm. Because those two things together are going to tell you what the fear is. And then you can look you. If you look at it just a little bit, examine it a little bit without judging it, Mm -hmm. just acknowledging it, examining it validating it because some part of you feels very strongly that it has to keep you safe or you wouldn't be feeling that feeling. And so as we're looking at this data, we're, we're looking at these feelings, you will get to the place where, okay, I'm, I want to push myself. Say, for example, I want to be more visible in my business. Mm, but I tough- get this really scared feeling when I'm thinking oh. about it. Hey, what does that mean? Does that mean that you worry about what other people are going to think about you? Does that mean that you're worried about judgment? Does that mean that you're worried about rejection? Does that mean that you're worried about abandonment? You know, start paying attention to how and when these feelings are coming up and then do a little bit of a deep dive with yourself. Mm -hmm. What is the real thing behind this? And don't be afraid of the answer. Because you're not wrong. Right. You're not going to be wrong.
1: So if I heard, you know, what I heard you say, just getting aware and being yeah. present. And I found that when you get aware and be present, the answer starts to come.
0: Yes.
1: And, and something that I ask myself when I'm in my fear um, and this, I got this from Byron Katie is, okay, is this true? Is this yeah. fear I have? Like, is it true? And most of the time it's not, but it's still like you feel it in your body. It's, it's real.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's to keep us safe. Right. But then I've learned that it's keeping me safe, but it's not benefiting me anymore. It's holding right. me back. And that example you used about showing up in the business, girls, you know how long it took me to start showing up live? Three years.
0: Yeah, because a long time. Yeah, yeah. Long time.
1: because of that fear. Um, which brings me to, I, I listened to some of you know your podcasts, and what I re- recently learned. And you validated this is perfection. You you say perfectionism is perfectionism is a liar. Yeah. And what I didn't realize, like perfectionism is fear. And you talked about that. So can you tell us a little bit about how perfectionism perfectionism is a fear, and how we can kind of step away from that?
0: That desire to be perfect is. A way to ju- be in constant judgment of yourself, and judgment is the opposite of love. Mm-hmm. Judgment is the opposite of love, and when we are in that place of judgment, we we compound our feelings. It, it makes us makes it harder for those feelings to move. The fears, the doubts. The shame, the blame, whatever it is that we're dealing with, the more that we judge ourselves for having those things, and then trying to be perfect, trying to keep up a a perfect house Mm -hmm. or a perfect facade or a perfect story or perfect Instagram or perfect whatever, there's a lot of um, it's it's not it's not who we are. We're messy. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Does that mean you have to share everything about yourself with everyone? No, you get to be, use your discernment yes. and you get to have your standards and you get to share at the level that feels right to you. Yeah. You, you, as,
1: as we get to have our, you know, we get to have, we have the right to our privacy. Doesn't mean yes. that we're not, you know, authentic.
0: Exactly. And when we're seeking perfection from others, we're in a big state of judgment against them, that they're doing things right or wrong mostly wrong. And that we have decided that the wrong way is the wrong way, no matter what. And we're not even looking at the person. We're not looking at the result. We're looking at um, this judgment as being the safety, right? The thing that keeps us safe because if we keep everything perfect and if we constantly judge things and we constantly are working to keep them perfect, then we'll be safe. Then people will love us, then we'll be worthy enough, then we'll be deserving, and then we can have all the things that we want.
1: And that's actually bullshit and it's self-sabotaging,
0: exactly. which
1: I never knew till you know five years ago because I lived that way, right? And it's exhausting.
0: Absolutely. And it's
1: draining. And I heard you say you're a recovering perfectionist. Mm -hmm. Um, I say that to my recovering perfectionist. And I find myself falling back into those um, patterns when I'm feeling a little bit tired um, Mm. or or, or vulnerable. What is it that you do? Because we're all human, you know, like I heard you say. What what do you do when you find yourself, like I said, we're all, you know, messy? What is one thing you do when you find yourself falling into those old patterns?
0: Hmm. So in the, in the old way, it was, I won't go out unless things look perfect, are perfect. You know, I won't do any of that stuff. I won't, I won't be seen unless I have someone with me to feel safe. That was like the social anxiety time. Right. And then in my corporate jobs, everything dot your T dot your I's cross your T's. Everything has to be perfect or it's not right. It it could lead to you losing your job. It could lead to you losing that security of that job. So that was a big deal for me, financial security, even though it was kind of, that was also a lie because it wasn't, there's no guarantee in the, your job. There's no guarantee unless you're creating it yourself. There's no guarantee of, of anything unless you're creating it yourself. And then still, you got to go with the ebbs and flows, right? Right but those old patterns for me will be not letting anything go out content or anything, unless it's perfect. Like if I can get it, if I get in my head, then I can't let this out unless I know that it's absolutely right. So just a few months ago, I wrote a book and by the time, yeah, thank you. The actual time that it took me to write a book was not very long. The time that it took me to start writing the book And to stop being unkind with myself about getting my butt in the chair, that took longer than actually writing the book. So I had to set myself up for the the process being really loving so I didn't have to worry about it being perfect. Mm -hmm. I had to let it be really fun. So when I did my writing sessions, I um, set up my little charcuterie and my... Mm -hmm many oper my many options of drinks that I like to have. Every everything was right here around me. And I made it a fun experience. I lit a candle. I put my favorite photo of my husband and I here and my favorite crystals and I made it an experience for me, Mm. which was loving. Because when I was in the judgment, I was not loving at all. Yeah. Right. And, and,
1: and there's, some, there's something that you wrote about the judgment. Um, mm-hmm. And it was, let's see. When we are super critical and judgmental about someone else, it's really about pieces of ourselves that we see in them.
0: Right. Everybody's here.
1: So yes. So the judgment that we have against someone else isn't even about them. It's about ourselves. Yeah. And. Are you saying like, if we're, if we're that hard on ourselves and in our own perfectionism, we're going to be the same way to people outside of us.
0: Yeah. If you're noticing that you're a really critical person, that's not because you're perfect. It's because there are parts of other people's messiness that you see in yourself that you've either worked really hard to try to forget or overcome or that you're working on or that you need to work on or that you think you need to work on. Right
1: the 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 shadow and the shadow in the mirror. Absolutely.
0: When I first learned about that, I was like, you know what? No, ah, I didn't want to hear it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm not like that. <laughs> right. We don't want to deal with our own shadow. Like, why, why would we? Why would we look for those? I I feel like there's that idea that um, when we're healing, we get to rise above all that stuff, and we don't have to. We don't have to be messy anymore. But we mm. we're still human. Yeah. We course. get to be messy we're messy. It's complicated. It is complicated. Only Life it's is not, not always, always easy and simple as we
1: know. No, it's not that easy. It's not that simple. And I loved how you said, um, just loving, showing up and loving, being loving, being compassionate, uh, being gentle. Right. And you said, um, you know, talked about releasing judgment around ourselves.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And how can we start? I mean, especially for someone that's so hard on themselves and just this, you know, especially the high achievers, high performers. There's so listen, I didn't get to hear I didn't get to be where I am today, my success without that effed up mentality. I'm going to be honest, like I got here in the beginning of my career from that overachieving from that perfectionism. And that's what benefited me until it didn't benefit me anymore talking shit to myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how I succeeded. Yeah. It's how it burnt me out completely. Mm. And so if someone's, you know, in that place, where can they start to shift that judgment where they can create? Cause we know we can create, I know, you know, the laws like you do, you practice those. How can we create from a different space than the self-judgment?
0: This starts again with that awareness. So you were talking about how where you got today is not, you know, you needed that to get to where you are. Some piece of you needed to work hard for that. Right. And that overgiving, high achieving, all of that. That's where when I started my practice, I was trying to make it work for everybody else. Mm -hmm. And I was emptying myself out. That was that was how I was making my work perfect. Right. If I'll I'll help as many people as I can. Whether or not I'm being fulfilled or served or healthy in the, in, the, in the meantime doesn't even matter as long as I'm doing what I need to do. So bringing back that awareness piece, noticing what you're feeling in your body. If you're feeling tension, if you're feeling heaviness, those feelings are not associated with joy and fulfillment. So if you are feeling bogged down, stuck, Heavy on your shoulders, tension in your head, getting a lot of headaches, feeling muscle muscle tension, clenching your jaw, um, setting or clenching your 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 um, fist, setting your jaw, and you have tension in your jaw, or you're grinding your teeth, or anything that you're noticing that keeps coming up in your body. Some part of you is in fear slash judgment slash resistance. All mm-hmm. the same things. It's all the same thing at, at its root. And when you start to notice that, ask yourself one question. How can I bring more love into this situation? How can I infuse more love in this moment? How can I love myself more right now? Even taking the pause to ask yourself that question will start to shift because what the fear is actually looking for is attention and validation. Mm, Oh, oh, great. So but as soon as we start talking to ourselves, we'll actually call in the fear.
1: Yes, it's, it it shifts the emotional state immediately.
0: Absolutely. So, because it's not out anymore. It's in.
1: So the fear just wants you to acknowledge it and say, it's OK. Like, I, I hear you. You're safe.
0: Yes. Powerful. At the very at the very least, we can hand on our heart, okay. brings us back into that into this moment, connects us with our spirit, Mm -hmm. which can override the ego, which is the, you know, the, all the fears and the doubts and the overgiving and the overdoing and the martyr feelings and all of that stuff.
1: Yeah. (laughs) yeah, And that doesn't work. Well, it it works. It works. Exhaustion and, you know, you deplete yourself.
0: Right. And you're worthy enough to not work yourself to depletion. That's right. That's it's right. Okay we- to have standards.
1: For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Or yeah. And, and, and it's okay to have standards. It's okay to thrive for excellence. But I've learned there's a different way. It's different to, to strive for excellence from a place of confidence instead of a place of I need to prove my worth.
0: Yes. Thank you. Excellence is different than perfectionism.
1: Yes. It's just even the energy of it feels different. Yes. And and my excellent today can be excellent from my yesterday. Like I may only be able to, you know, my 100% today might only be a 10 or a 5. My 100% yesterday might be a 10. And that's okay. It doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't define who I
0: am. Right. Already completely whole and worthy. Right. No matter how broken, messy your thoughts are, messed up you think you are. If you even invite the word crazy into your life. Yeah, girl. None I, of that is true. <laughs> I love it. You are still it valuable. <laughs>
1: right. Then we're talking about fun. Um yeah. which brings me like, how can fun help us attract more abundance with ease and grace?
0: Mm. When we are in fun, heart open, mind open. Yes then we are open to receiving instead of the hustle and the chasing and the fears telling us that we have to do more and be more and be better and be stronger, be, 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 be more, more, more. Right. But when we're in actual fun and we let go of our attachments then we are fully open to receiving Mm -hmm. and we live in a limitless universe. We do. And you just hit a point attachment. Yeah.
1: Attachment. And I just had to deal with some attachments um, over the last five months. And I knew the lesson.
0: Yeah.
1: But as you know, my ego was attached to this outcome.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, we're human and we're going to continue to expand. And I was just another level of my growth. But I really had to release the outcome. And once I did that, there, it was, it just opened up a whole, you know, new door, but our That's ego so wants it wants, once, but we don't realize like, yeah, no, the universe has a better story in mind for us.
0: Oh yeah. Because That's usually our fears are associated with things that we didn't get as children. Girl. So yes. our fears are very immature. So our yes. desires from that place are actually very limited. Based yeah. on what happens when we pop the cork off of what's what our vision is now, and we allow us to we allow ourselves to feel that wholeness and completeness. and we are, I have lots of goosebumps right now, some people I needed to hear that. this. I think I needed to hear as a re- good reminder too, that when we stop limiting our vision and we remember we're whole and complete and full, then there is not any such thing as asking for too much in a limitless universe.
1: Amen. Amen, sister. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. And it, it, it's limitless, and we can attract and do, be, have whatever we want. And I know that's so hard for most of us to grasp because we're mm-hmm. taught like we can't, we can't. And especially as women. Oh, yeah. You know, which, which, which is going to bring me to the money mindset. Who am I as a woman to be wealthy? Right. Who am I as a woman to create financial abundance? I'm getting emotional. Mm-hmm. Because we were taught to give. And if I have, I'm greedy. Right. And tell me if, help me, like if this resonates for you. I mm-hmm. felt shame when I didn't have, and I felt shame when I do have.
0: Both and. Mm-hmm. We're taught this that nothing is good enough. Right. Desiring money is bad, having no money is bad. Not taking care of yourself financially is bad. Having too much makes you greedy. We're, right. We have all of these limiting limits around us, all of these judgments around us. And for millennia, we've been told that we're not good with money at all because the man has to have it. That's right. So it's right. natural for all of us to have doubts about if we're good enough, smart enough, intelligent enough, resourceful enough to, to handle our own money.
1: And we're here to tell you, yes, one hundred percent, you are. Yes, you
0: are. Yes, you are. And you're yes. you're born to be wealthy. You are yes. not born to suffer. In wealth is right. Yes, not yes. born to suffer in lack and scarcity. No. no, we
1: are we are worthy. And just stepping into that haveness is incredible because as women, we're natural nurturers and givers. Mm-hmm. And, and when we step into our, our our own wealth, then most of, and you don't have to give back if you don't want to, but right. most of us do. We give back to the communities and we help, you know, create and give to the collective.
0: Yes. That was a very good point that you said. You don't have to give back. It is you know, not a requirement right. that you follow some uh, sort of, equation that you give a certain percentage of your wealth to someone else in order to be worthy. That's right.
1: Because there's that guilt there. Well, if I'm going to do all this and I'm going to give,
0: yes, most of the time you
1: do, but I also want to, like you said, that doesn't have to be a requirement. All right. It doesn't have to be a requirement. So you're, you're worthy. I think, again, it goes back to like, okay, well, I want this. And if I get it, I'm going to give.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Typically we yeah. do.
0: But we don't have, that's to. exciting. It's exciting to want to give for me. And yes, I think for you do. too, it's exciting to want to give yes. and we're allowed to accumulate yes. lots and lots of money. Yes. And there, and there's, nothing, and there's nothing wrong. With nothing that. is wrong with that.
1: Cause we're, we're worthy no matter what. Yep. And we can let the abundance flow. This feels so good. Mm. I needed this. Thank
0: you. Good. Me too.
1: <laughs> and so something I know that I'm going to put this out. The money is connected to our worth. And mm-hmm. once we step into our worth, then then we start to see the flow of the abundance come, you know, with ease and grace. And I think part of that, um, I also listened to one of your podcasts on relationships. I think this all goes hand in hand with our self-worth when it comes to money and relationships. And for most mm-hmm. of us, relationships are very important, you know, to us. I mean, I know yeah. relationships are important to me, yet we struggle. You know, we struggle in our relationships and I know that I've struggled in my relationship. Something that's helped me and this is kind of um, you validated this. You said the way we respond in relationships has far more to do with us and our own path than the other person. Right. Can you speak to that?
0: Yes. What we bring into our relationship is about all the stuff that we've been through. All the stuff that we were through as children, mm-hmm. how we related to our parents, how we related to our, our larger family, how we related to um, the people at school, if we went to school, or if we didn't, if we were homeschooled, we relate to people in the way that we learned to relate through that experience. We, we bring into our current relationships every time we were rejected in the past. Mm. Every time we were abandoned, every time we were let down, every time we felt jealous, and every time we felt lightness and happiness and all of that too, all of those patterns come into this relationship. And if we are in a place where we want the other person to make us happy, mm. we will suffer, and so will they. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And I never knew that. Right. And I suffered. Mm-hmm. Because... You were taught that you, you know, your happiness, your ever after is based on this other person making you happy, making you whole, which is a complete sabotage.
0: Right.
1: Complete sabotage. You have all these expectations of what it's supposed to look like, how they're supposed to be. And that's not, that's not realistic. And what you said is like, we bring all of those, you know, our, we're basically... We're a child in an adult body.
0: Right, right.
1: You know? And so then we go into trying to have all these you know, relationships, regardless mm-hmm. if it's um, family, uh, friends, romantic, and we have all these ex- expectations and we take everything so personal, but what we don't even realize, it's like, uh, this is trauma.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm responding from trauma and I'm expecting this person to heal me and to be what I need when that's 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 F's up to ask
0: of anyone, especially because they are bringing their own traumas, right? So they're not a clean slate either. Nobody's a clean slate, no, no one's a clean
1: slate. One thing that's helped me, and it's been a painful process, is I've had to drop all my expectations.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And realize like, okay, this person, regardless, brother, sister, uh, husband, friend, they can't make me, I have to be happy and whole. And that was a whole different concept because growing up, you look to the other person to make you happy and complete.
0: Absolutely. I mean, that's what we see in all the fairy tale cartoon movies. That's, right. that's why I would it say doesn't...
1: this fucked up. <laughs> yes, it
0: is. <laughs> bad, bad things that we have to undo in our mind because- Oh look! The prince kisses the prince. The the woman she becomes the princess. They live happily ever after. But we don't ever talk about like, where are the prince's socks? Right? Like, are they hanging? Are they in the hamper? Or are they on the floor? Did the did the princess leave the toothpaste in the sink? Like, what's happening? Or you and know we know those was, are little things, right? Right.
1: Or what what's the princess's trauma history? What's the prince's trauma history? You know, how are we mirroring each other's? How how can we help exactly. each other? Exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly. And to acknowledge that we both come with different ways of doing things and no way is right. No way is right. There are just many ways of doing the same thing. That's right. And that includes loving. That's right. And yeah.
1: one thing that you, you know, told me that, you know, you're most proud of is the relationship with your husband. So share a little bit with us how that's transformed as you've healed and
0: on this journey. Well, the good news is that I had been through most of my journey before we even met. We actually met nine years. Well, we met um, in January, nine years ago, we had our first phone call nine years ago today. Oh, congratulations. And yeah. So um, I just happened to see, you know, a good old memory on Facebook that triggered that memory to remind me that that's how we had our first conversation. Beautiful. And um, so I had been working on myself and my self development for a long, long time. And I had to be ready for him. I actually manifested him. You're going to laugh.
1: Know. No, I, girl, I am not going to laugh. I manifest. That's crazy. This <laughs> is my list.
0: Oh, of what you of want. What I wanted in a partner. <laughs> yeah. I found it the other day going through my office. And oh. uh and everyone needs a list. Oh yeah. And he's that and so much more that is undefinable. What a blessing. But I had to be ready for him. I had to be uh in the belief that I could have a partner that would be a good fit for me, that would love me and that would be honest with me and loyal to me and all of those things that I wanted in a partner. And I accepted a lot of less than. I wanted to be low maintenance or no maintenance, right? Don't rock the boat, don't ask for too much. And I started through my work and a lot of gunk that I had to get over about what kind of re- what relationships really were to s- and I had to say no to a few people who were not right, who looked good on paper, but were not really right for me. Good people, but not right for me. And when I started doing that, when I started saying, this doesn't feel as good as it could, I can tell. And I let those people come up, leave my life. Then Joel showed up. We actually, we actually were almost worked at the same company when I was 19 years old. Oh my and we met on new year's eve where we we were at the same table on new year's eve and never met beautiful
1: because i
0: we were not ready to meet until we were ready to meet
1: i and i believe that yeah. and I, and i believe that and i think and that's a beautiful story and those are the types of stories i want to put out there because it doesn't always have to be difficult right and when we heal ourselves we heal our relationships and something that's helped me is once i started to heal And drop my expectations and let the other person, you know, be, that's when that love and compassion is there and you can appreciate the relationships in your life when you accept people where they are.
0: Yes. Accept myself where I am. And then I saw him and his amazingness, his bravery, his Mm. openness, his vulnerability. I, there was no part of me that wanted to judge him. Mm. That was the key that really let me to have the best relationship. And we have, we talk about this actually every once in a while, it comes up where we just are in a, such a grateful place that we're not in constant judgment of one another. Amen. We're not jealous. We're very trusting because we know that the loyalty is there. Amen. And One of the things that we did on one of our very first dates was have a conversation about what kind of relationship we wanted. Very grown up, right? Because I was almost 40 when we, 38, I think when we met, it's a very adult thing to do is have a conversation about what kind of relationship. Exactly. And for some, I I put all this out there knowing that he wasn't just going to run away because I was asking for what I needed, that he found comfort in the fact that he could ask for what he needed too.
1: That's beautiful. And that there's that
0: reciprocity. Exactly.
1: Because you chose yourself and asked for what you wanted and he did as well.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And I love how you said there wasn't any judgment. There was just love there, which that's what it comes back to. And when we have the expectations and the judgment of how things are supposed to do, we, we move away from the love.
0: Right, right. Is that to say that we never, ever have any little tiff or any other like question? Like uh, one day I had a, I had a laundry basket moment where he was going (laughs) in to change the sheets on the guest bed. And I was like, that's how you do that. (laughs) And in that moment, it, it was such a beautiful thing for me to have that. Like that was the perfectionist in me, right? It can only be done one way. Mm -hmm. And when I didn't say anything to him, I just noticed there's no need for you to judge, for me to judge this moment. Yes. He's doing it beautifully. Yeah, He's just learned in a totally different way and there's no wrong way. Then every time that those things came up, that it was, he was doing it differently than the way I learned, I went back to that moment where it was so much easier for me to feel love for him than to judge him and get in an argument or try to do it or take it over. Instead, we can be partners instead of one of us doing everything.
1: I love that. And, yeah. and I love that, how you release the perfectionism. And there's a saying that I have in, in my life and my friends laugh at me and, and if they're watching um, because I've learned to release the expectations and release the perfectionism. I'm not perfect. Don't get me wrong um, because, you know, I'm, I'm still recovering. But, you know, at home with my own husband and my kids, it's just everyone's like, is this how your dynamics are? And you look, I said, yeah, because if they're happy let them be happy. If they're doing what mm-hmm. makes them happy and it's not affecting me or let them be. And mm-hmm. when I step back and I just let them be and accept them for the humans that they are, of course, you set your boundaries and mm-hmm. just know that they're on their journey. Right. It's, it's, it's changed my life. My home is like always, you know, I'm not going to say always harmonious. Right. Right. It's 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 so much easier to live that way than to live in mm-hmm. you should do this and you should do this and you should be this. I mean, I live that, and right? Exhausting and depressing. But my saying now is like in in Arabic, it's Khalihin <laughs> Mabsutin. It's like just let them be happy,
0: let them oh, I love happy. That. do mm-hmm.
1: what they need to do for them, because at the end of the day, I know that their hearts are in the right place. Absolutely, and they're you know a, a sovereign being. Right. And, and, let, and let, let them be and when you, when i've let them be it just comes back and when i need something sometimes most of the time <laughs> <it's different. laughs> but it was the drop of expectations and healing myself
0: yes then you know, the beautiful part is when we heal ourselves right then we're not looking at other people through our pain
1: that's right and also and filtering I feel like all that. And not there's we have not one per, not there's not going to be one person that can complete you and, and meet all of your needs and it's it's not fair of us to put that pressure on anyone who regardless of who it is a parent a child a romantic partner a friend
0: yeah it's a lot of pressure it's a lot, it's of, a lot of, pressure. of pressure to be somebody's everything
1: right and we need to start with ourselves we need to be mm-hmm. our everything to ourselves and yes. I find. If when we are everything, when I'm connected to my greater power, and I'm coming from a place of love for myself, it's much easier for me to be in a place of love for the people in my life, even when they fucking annoy me,
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> even when they're doing the thing the wrong way, or right. they're too loud, or too quiet, or whatever is happening, right? Right. Right. Then you, it's easier to come back to that place of they're just on their journey, like I am too. That's it,
1: and and that's we are all. On our journeys, and there's, you know, no right, no wrong. Everyone's at a different place, right. and you know. And I've learned that when I get frustrated, like, okay, maybe you know, I have maybe I'm a senior in this subject, and this person's a kindergartner. Why am I going to judge them? And right. coming from that place of love and compassion, because, like you said, we're all responding from the child in us, and
0: mm-hmm. most of
1: us, the child in us, is hurt, abandoned, yeah. rejected. Um, mm-hmm. and just be compassionate and loving. And that's helped me. And I wish I knew that years ago, but you don't know what you don't know until you know it.
0: Right. And then you have such respect for what you do learn that it sticks with you so much longer. It does. And it's more powerful and it comes up more often. And you find You find your way back to those truths. That's right.
1: Yeah. And that's what it is, you know, coming back to our truth.
0: Yep. Coming home. It's-
1: Yes. Coming home. Girl, I could talk to you for the next hour.
0: I know I could too, Grace. I've loved our time together. This
1: this was amazing. I mean, so many beautiful nuggets of wisdom. And thank you so much for being real and authentic with us and sharing. Um, I think it was just beautiful. And I really enjoyed being in your energy. So can you, can you please tell our audience, those that are watching or maybe on the replay where they can find you and how they can maybe connect with you?
0: Absolutely. You can connect with me through dot and there you can send me a note. You can schedule a call with me and you can connect with me most places on social media at I am Rebecca Sue. I love it.
1: I love it. Thank you so much for joining me today. I just, I feel full. So thank you so much for that. Good, I love it. And thank you for those of you who are with us today. I see Karina Karina was here, Brandy, Judy. I appreciate you all. If you are watching the replay and you have any questions, please don't hesitate to put the questions um, in the comments. We'll definitely come back to those. I appreciate you. I know there are so many other podcasts you can watch, and I'm really grateful that you are here with us. Um, If you enjoyed this and um, definitely uh, got some nuggets, please feel free to share and rate us until next time. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And I wish you an amazing day and go and create that fun and fabulous life that you've been dreaming of. Hang with me, Rebecca. Thanks guys. Take care. Hey, love. Thank you so much for listening today. I am so grateful for you. I'd like to show you my appreciation by gifting you a free forgiveness self-hypnosis audio download. Part of living the fun and fabulous life is practicing forgiveness. Forgiveness can be such a long and challenging process. My intention is that this forgiveness audio will help you in practicing forgiveness, especially with yourself. Grab it by visiting daretoachieve.com backslash forgiveness. For more inspiring tips, make sure to connect with me on social media. Drop me a line on Facebook or Instagram at Grace Redmond Dare to Achieve. Until next time, keep moving forward towards living your fabulous life.